We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The playoffs begin this week, which means there are fantasy playoff leagues to play in. No better uh, to talk about that than our good friend Dalton Del Don from Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Dalton Del Don, good friend from Yahoo Fantasy Sports, formerly of Rotowire. Dalton, welcome. How are you? Doing well, Jeff. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been a while since we've spoken. Um, just I'm trying to start to get into baseball mode, but uh, still full full blown football here. So happy to talk some some playoff strategies today. Well, especially with your Niners looking so good, uh, top seed in the West, and you know betting favorite in many many circles between them and the ravens for uh the super bowl itself uh so looking forward to that you've done so many leagues with us over the years a lot of playoff leagues you know you you know anytime listen i had a league you were in uh so you know all the various types of formats do you have a particular favorite format for playoff fantasy football um so many to choose from i'm of course i'm playing dfs i love the nffc's format which i'm sure we'll we'll touch on yep. there's best ball options out there but my personal favorite would just be with my um like my home league and we draft with seven people it used to be six people which was perfect with 12 teams now when they've upped it to 14 teams in the playoff playoffs i think seven people work perfectly two defenses two tight ends two quarterbacks and then all the rest of course so that's that's the funnest for me is just my buddies that we've done you know for the past 20 years and doing a slow draft here. We'll start tonight. So uh, we'll, I'm good to talk some strategy with you before I get into these drafts. But um, that's my favorite, just a personal one, because it just works so perfectly with seven people. But there are other ones out there, you know, NFFC with some big prize payouts, too, that are also fun. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. That's my favorite format. Did uh, one last night on SiriusXM. Seven teams also. We did the two tight ends. I, that got a little gnarly at the end <laughs> there. Uh, but I, I love that because you're, it's, the strategy component is really interesting. You know, do you go with the best available player? Do you bankroll teams? And, you know, some the only negative is you're beholden a draft slot. Like I drafted six, which means and I think there's a clear top five that uh, I think there's the four big quarterbacks in McCaffrey. And then after that, it, it's kind of like wide open. And I just I was kind of at a loss of which way to go to try to build a strategy. That's totally fair. And I was going to touch on that as well. It, it, it's become so strategic later. Do you get the one guy who's been a star throughout the year, but he may only play one game? Or are you stacking your your own team that you already have built for this format with a far lesser player? Um, so I, I agree with you to an extent, but I would 
probably throw CD Lamb in there, and I think there's a, a, a top six for me. Just yeah, the, the the Cowboys setup is so good, and especially if you're playing in PPR, he's just been a monster. And the fact I, I think Dallas might be the safest projection for games played, given their possible opponents, and not to mention the upside of the fourth game. So. Uh, we'll talk more about the details, but I, I would throw C.D. Lamb in there, and then I would agree with you, uh, uh, a salary cap draft and auction would would be better in this format, ideally, if you get seven yeah. sickos who are that into this, because there is a drop-off there, I, I would say, if you are if you get a last pick in this year's in this year's fantasy draft. You get the sixth or seventh, or seventh pick, I, I think, yeah, it's certainly a fall-off. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I, draft, I, I drafted Hertz instead of Lamb, and I wish I would have gone the Lamb route, because it, it just... I didn't like the way it flowed. I, I I didn't. And thing is with the Eagles, they could get knocked out by the bucks for all we know. Uh, but Hertz could also be incredible and he could win. Th- he, he could play three games. Um, I don't think they can beat the Niners, but I think they, I think they give at least give Dallas a challenge if it got to that. So I don't know. It, it, it's tough, but then again, they could have faced the Niners in the second round anyhow. Um, so that, that's the other problem that, that with going the Eagles route. Yep. Uh huh. Okay. So let me hype Lamb a little here. I think you just have to have him in your DFS lineup this week and just pay up. Uh, whatever, whatever site you're on. He had 101 catches, 1366 yards from scrimmage, and 13 touchdowns over Dallas's final 11 games after the bye, when the team just went away from Pollard, start running more motion, and made made Lamb the centerpiece of the offense. Over that 11 game span, he scored 89.3 more P- half PPR fantasy points than the next best, Amon Ross, St. Brown. I mean, he averaged more fantasy points over those 11 games than McCaffrey averaged this year. Dak is just so awesome at home, 8.6 YPA. The Cowboys averaged 37.4 points per game at home. Um, and, and Green Bay's been completely vulnerable to the slot. They've allowed the second yeah. most fantasy points there. And that yes. Lamb has run 60% of his routes this year. And then, you know, possible matchup week two, would be the would be the Lions who are a huge pass funnel defense just shut down the run and then just go crazy for two games at home and then even if they lose uh in San Francisco you're getting the three games which is the max that Lamar and, and Purdy can play so I, I like I like Dak and I like Lamb quite a bit in these in these playoff leagues yeah Dak went one overall in our draft yeah okay yeah. makes sense so yeah your co-worker and friend Scott Pianowski took Dak yeah. one um so I I, I and the thing is, is two QBs, and I was just kind of paranoid about what I'd be left with. Uh, I probably should have, I might have, you know, and the thing is, I could have taken, in its third round reversal, I could have gotten something decent at 3-2 uh, with my second quarterback. I could have gotten a quarterback in the second round. I wish I would have gone Lamb at 1-6. I really do. Um, I, and Because I didn't like how my team laid out afterward there, too. And then I was kind of locked in on taking Eagles. I took Eagles and Lions. I took everybody's favorite team to fade. Um, and so uh, it, it could be like one of those counterintuitive works things, but it might also be like a team where I'm going to be a double buyer this year, um, where I knew coming out of the draft, it was terrible. And it, sure enough, it was terrible. So uh, it happens. No, fading the room, you often get richer doing it that way. Um, so on one hand, the Eagles, they are limping into the playoffs. Who knows if AJ Brown will even be available for this game. They had the second lowest point differential this season uh, of the playoff teams behind only the Steelers. Um, but on the other Hertz is just 15 rushing touchdowns. That's just a cheat code and everyone's off them. But, you know, six weeks ago, they were the favorites to, uh, yep. to win the conference. So uh, they're well coached. Um, Tampa Bay is also limping. I mean, Mayfield is playing hurt. So the, the Eagles are three point favorites. 
and say the Rams upset the Lions. I mean, not that the Eagles couldn't go into San Francisco and also win, but say the, the Rams upset the Lions, very possible. And suddenly have a divisional matchup in Dallas indoors, you know, against the defense. That could be a shootout too, and they could they could win that. So there's a definite path for Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's a fantasy monster. You know, he accounts for so many touchdowns. Him and Josh Allen are just so valuable that way when they're getting in the red zone. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I like your approach better and I wish I would have gone that way. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I, I love I still do love that format still the most. Um, I, I, I think the other thing is that I found noteworthy is how everybody kind of pushed the running backs down a little bit. There was a couple, you know, McCaffrey obviously went in the first round and then I think we went to like the fourth round till we got the second running back. I think it was, it was something pretty interesting. Whereas, you know, in, in, your father's fantasy playoff fantasy football leagues, let alone your regular season fantasy football leagues, very running back heavy. That wasn't the case here. Now, three receivers, two tight ends, and a flex also dictate that a little bit along with the super flex. But still, I I, I think it's also kind of a reflection of today's NFL too. It completely makes sense because uh, I, I keep hammering home how much I like the Cowboys and Pollard's going to be consideration for one of the next backs after McCaffrey, if not the next one. Um, but this guy, I mean, he converted two of 17 carries inside the five for touchdowns this year, one in week one and one in week 18. Yeah. Uh, he did show more explosiveness in the second half of the year. And even, you know, mentioned that, that leg surgery affected his explosiveness. I underrated that ranking him way too high before the season started that deltoid surgery. I just completely underrated. Um, but he's showing more explosiveness. Now his role is so good. Cowboys have the highest implied team point total this week i mean again they are averaging 38 points per game at home and they're going to get two home games so i could see the argument for him i like pacheco with mckinnon still on ir that yeah. passing uh, offense is a little obviously dysfunctional he's been a monster down the stretch and now healthy they effectively they rested him as a you know a buy last week for him so going to be the coldest game in nfl history possibly uh this week so i like pacheco as an argument the next what do you do with kyron williams i'm curious where he went because He's a monster and he gets this tremendous role, but the Lions have just completely shut down opposing running backs. So he's, yeah. he's an interesting one. I love the cup Nakua Stafford there because of this run funnel defense, but Kyron, you can't deny that role. So I'm curious where he went. All those guys are arguments to be running backs to go off the board right after CMC. Yeah, I think Kyron was RB3. Um, I think Pacheco was one uh, RB2 actually. So they're kind of, um, there, there's some wavelength there with you on that one there. Um, I, you know, I think if you get locked out of the, you know, of the Cowboys of the uh, Niners, I almost it's 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 easy to bankroll Ravens if you get Lamar because I think the his pieces don't cost you that much, but the Bills seem very attractive because they could get you four uh, possibly there. I think a lot of people are kind of picking the Bills to be that trendy team that could scare the Ravens. Yeah, the, well, the stock, the stock James Cook. I mean, he was a monster after the offensive coordinator switch, and then totally fizzled down the stretch. Maybe it was a little unsustainable. All those, uh, you know, the, the high target per route run rate. He still, you know, leaves the field in the red zone. But um, well, specifically, the Steelers have been incredibly vulnerable against uh, running backs, uh, receiving backs. So uh, that's that's very good news. In fact, over the last five weeks, schedule adjusted uh, fantasy points. Uh, the Steelers were the third worst against receiving backs. So it could be a good matchup there. As you said, the Bills could, yeah, they could make the Super Bowl and play four games. So I don't argue if anyone wants to make Josh Allen the top overall pick and Cook the second back off the board. And then let's talk about Stephon Diggs. What's going on with him? His snaps dramatically decreased over the final month. Uh, they cut off a press conference when, the, when there was a question asked about it. 
Um, is it a lingering injury? Is there more issues to that? Gabe Davis is uh, is probably going to miss this game. If not, it won't be 100%. But then we have Joey Porter shadowing digs. So yeah. a lot of interesting stuff here. But I could see, that's why I could see Cooks being a big part of this offense, you know, with 10-point favorites, uh, biggest favorites of the weekend. So Cook is another interesting guy that is a candidate to be the second back off the board. And I'm with you. The Bills are, are definitely going to be a popular target here in this in these playoff leagues. Absolutely. Uh, I like that Diggs got seven seven catches on eight targets on the in the finale against the Dolphins, especially, although too late for me in my home league championship game uh, where I, I lost Keenan Allen and I lost Amari Cooper for the final. So I had no choice but just to roll with Diggs. Like, I couldn't even be creative about it. There was no room for maneuvering there. But I, I'm probably... I'm admittedly, I probably was going to start him anyhow. Uh, three receivers in a flex league. I, I can't get away from starting him. Um, uh, I like uh, Kincaid quite a bit this week. Um, I, I think the Steelers have a little bit of trouble t- uh, covering tight ends, and with Davis out, I think Kincaid and Shakira guys that have become pretty, pretty important. Yep, agreed. They are vulnerable to the tight end, and uh, as we said, Gabe Davis battling an injury, Porter on digs. Uh, Knox is, is out there still, but totally Shakir maybe steps up, but yeah, Kincaid, this would be a nice, uh, a nice spot for him. And then I don't know what to make of that backfield situation. Those would be fun, fun darts late because of the situation. Do you go for net maybe? I mean, he did see some more time there. So yeah. some of those guys if in leagues, you know, you're, you're drafting three backs or a flex position. Uh, absolutely. You're taking a dart on one of these backups in Buffalo. Yeah, Murray was a scratch too. So I mean, right. I mean, they're, they're pretty. Seems like they're committed to Fournette. Although I think he still reverted back to the practice squad. They still haven't officially added him to the active roster, but I expect that to happen this week. Um, especially Ty Johnson's also concussed too. So we'll see about Ooh, that. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that he's pretty good when he's on the field. So that's yeah, yeah. totally playoff Lenny, and that's just uh, just paperwork. I've noticed they've done that this year with yeah. guys that come up back. They just go right back and then they come. Daryl Henderson, reversed, were, yep. the Rams were doing that with Henderson when he was literally their 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 lead back for a few weeks so yeah playoff lenny don't be surprised if he scores three touchdowns you know, yep. over the next month if you have cook you're probably annoyed by that but mm-hmm. so it goes uh yeah i think that that's certainly a possibility there on the Steelers side of this here um they saw they decided to go with mason rudolph i'm not surprised because they played better under him but Pickett is healthy you know you're not your you're starting quarterback gets hurt you know they were doing okay under the new coordinator under a picket and they just decided to stick with rudolph for the playoffs I'm I'm curious what that means for next year for the Steelers. Yeah, I was one of the suckers who bought into the Steelers uh, preseason hype, even though yeah. normally I'm just so big on YPA. I don't know why I fell for the picket thing because he was yeah. so bad last year. But that said, they're in the playoffs. So it looks like uh, it was uh, right after all to have him in sneaking into the coaching is just so good here. I don't blame the quarterback switch here at all. I Mason Rudolph, even the nerd stats, he's like way up there in CPOE uh, and EPA and stuff. That said, his average touchdown pass is like 76 yards, uh, quite mildly unsustainable there. But um. I, I, I applaud um, Tomlin for sticking with him. I think he gives them the best chance to win this weekend. I believe they're one in 10 without TJ Watt. Uh, that, that doesn't help matters. No. And um, saw some stats where George Pickens is much better against press coverage and the bills run a lot of press, but they've really shut down outside wide receivers and uh, the, the Steelers are they're They're projected to score 13.3 points. Their implied team point total is by far the lowest this week um weather might not be great either so yeah uh, it's a tough one if you're if you're if you need to use Steelers this week like say in the NFFC one um there I mean I'm that's that's one I'm I'm just avoiding them altogether that team yeah that's right we're allowed to do that in the NFFC um and I uh I have to set my lineup for that one there still but uh let, let's talk that format real quick uh 
But actually, before we do that, uh, before we talk NFFC, uh, staff picks, uh, where did you go with in Bill Steelers? That one I went back and forth with, and I think I laid the points on that one, but I don't feel yeah. good about it. Uh, I I don't know. You did you did too? Yeah. I, I And in fact, my initial visceral reaction is, oh, that's too many points. Uh, you know, it's an insult to Tomlin. And I thought about it. No what? Bad weather. This this could get out of hand. I could see a pick six happening here. And next thing you know, it, it just steamrolls. So I actually made the Bills my best bet. Uh, 10 points is a lot in a 36 and a half, but I could see that exactly. That's why I switched it. I could see that too. It's like, yes, Tomlin always gets it done, but this might be too much to ask. It's just, uh, it's a tough setup. And without Watt is the, it was a difference maker for me. Yeah. By the way, we have some breaking news. Uh, Pete Carroll is expected to be out as the head coach for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, little Caught me a little bit off guard on that one. Wow. You're yeah, absolutely. My wife is texting me the same thing as we speak. Uh, Pretty surprising. Absolutely. I know there was some rumors of that, but he, he said, I'm coming back. Uh, we all know we can trust Carol at his, his word, but um, <laughs> the guy's a great coach. Um, I, he, I believe he's the oldest coach in the league, which doesn't look like it, but um, no, this is a surprise. I don't know what their uh, next move would be. Um, uh, I guess good news as a Niner fan, because that infrastructure has been awesome. Even in the down years, I thought there was going to, there, there were a few lean years. The Russell Wilson trade was fantastic. Um, so yeah, that is a, that's a shocker. That strikes me as not his choice, um, but we'll see. And he says they say he's expected to remain in the organization. I just saw a Shepard oh, tweet on okay. that, um, so maybe it was his choice. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, after you know yesterday, Vrabel that caught me off guard too. I know there was some rumbling about that, but I was like, nah, the Titans can't do that. You know, they how can they find anything better? Well, sure enough, they did it anyhow. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, that much surprised me as well. Um, yeah, it's always a season with all these coaches, uh, all these movement. Didn't see those two coming. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's another entry in the Harbaugh week states if he does indeed go to the NFL. Yeah, we got to see him back in the NFL. It seems like a, a for sure thing at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised too. Uh, the way he brushed off the question, instead of just saying, no, I'm staying at Michigan, you know, if he, if he really, uh, that was his intent, he would have said so. Instead, what if he goes to Seattle? That would be amazing because they used to have the biggest rivalry as the Niners coach. That would be yes. great if he went to Seattle. That'd be, that would be, that'd be funny. One insane. college coach replacing another. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Difference is Harbaugh actually has proven that he can coach in the NFL. So I, you know, I, I, you're, you're a Niners guy. What did you think about Harbaugh? Oh, I mean, he was such an upgrade from the, the, the people we had before him. And uh, I mean, I'm ashamed. I prefer Shanahan. He's a little more innovative as an offensive guy, but no, Harbaugh's going to get, get, he's uh maybe a short, I forget the phrase, but it won't be a long time. It, it'll be a fun short time. You know, he'll wear out his welcome three, four years, but mm-hmm. he'll turn a franchise around. He gets it done. I mean, he, he just won the, you know, the college championship. I wasn't surprised. It took him a little longer than I expected, but no, he's a, he'll be an upgrade wherever he goes. I, I think he's, he's, yeah. Good. I view that I kind of view it the same way that he he's a great coach, but he also is a hard personality to deal with there. So um, at least that's what it looks like from the outside. Yeah. He's um, a bit of a strange person off the field too. He, uh, at one point he prohibited his players from eating chickens because they were a, a scared animal. And now he's since <laughs> he's since uh, now raises chickens and he says he's turned around on that. And there's weird stories about testing recruits with, with milk. Um, he's an odd guy. But the results on the field speak for themselves. Indeed, they do. Uh, before we uh, move on to talk about the NFFC's contest, a quick note from our sponsors at Circa. Get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. 
Snag the best seat in the sun with day beds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or touch down at the world's largest sports book, Circus Sports for the Big Game Bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium-style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The Big Game Parties, only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. Also, we're on the Blue Wire Network. Here are their ads. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thank you for your patience on that. Thank you to Blue Wire for hosting our podcast. As always, I'm with Dalton Deldon from Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Uh, let's talk about the NFFC's postseason hold'em contest there. You and I are both big fans of the NFFC, NFBC, all their, uh, all their contests they have to offer. This is a unique contest because there's multipliers. As we go deeper into the playoffs, the, the spot the, if you've had that player all along, it, you can get up to 4X their production when it comes to the Super Bowl. So, it's really kind of critical to get that right guy that gets the four X. Yeah, it really is. I'm, 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 I think quarterback is so interesting. I think Josh Allen and, and Lamar Jackson will be popular builds. Uh, but the Rams, I want to talk to you about the Rams. Uh, okay. do you know that. So the Niners uh, had the most yards per play this year, uh, 6.6 yards per play. Uh, the Rams when healthy got 6.7. Uh, so, I mean, it's the best offense in the league when Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, and Stafford are healthy. So they could go out week one. Obviously, they're underdogs. Um, this mm -hmm. is the first matchup in NFL history from two quarterbacks facing former teams in the playoffs. Um, and uh, comparing Goff and Stafford's numbers since leaving are remarkably similar. Of course, one has a Super Bowl. Um, but 
they're facing an extreme pass funnel uh, Lions defense. It allows the fewest yes. fancy points to running backs and just a ton to quarterbacks. Uh, do you use Stafford here? But you know the multiplier. There are how far are they going to go? They have to face the Niners the next week is, if they do win this game. Uh, but Kyron Williams is uh, is an obvious option. Only he would face in Detroit and then in San Francisco. You know, not great matchups. Nakua and Cup are so similar, and there's a lot of wide receiver options this week. So I think uh, I think the Rams are one of the most interesting here as far as. The strategical standpoint and throwing Stafford in and one of the quarterbacks might be an interesting, uh, smaller, slightly contrarian move. Yeah, it would be. Um, I, I might do a Puka build, um, there and that way, if you lose them, okay, well you lose them. Um, it kind of takes a little bit, strips away a little bit of the risk out of it there, but I definitely want to make sure I get a Ram that's for sure. Um, and I, I, yeah, I don't know. I it would definitely be it would set you apart from the, the quarterback uh, tiers there because everyone, like you said, is going to go. I think you're going to see a ton of Josh Allen. You'll see a ton of Dak. You're going to see a ton of uh, Lamar and Purdy. Um, but totally. that's, but that's that's also that's actually already. It's not going to be that crazy because that's four quarterbacks to spread among them there. So your percentages aren't going get to get that much higher than like forty percent. And McCaffrey is going to, you can only use one per team in this. So McCaffrey is going to take a lot of the Purdy and my guy Lamb is going to take a lot of the the Prescott. So, and then the, you know, like the Josh Allen's, you know, Diggs and Cook aren't aren't in the same caliber as the others. So, but the Rams do have the same caliber. Kyron Williams, you know, two receivers. Uh, And then for DFS uh, quickly, Demarcus Robinson is affordable this week. He posted top 20 fantasy wide receiver weeks in four of his final five games led the Rams in red zone targets and in zone targets over that five game span. Um, and he's still just cheap in DFS. So uh, he, he's take two, he took over the Atwell third receiver role even before Atwell got hurt. So it's crazy, as crazy as it sounds. I mean, Robinson appears to be their preferred option in the red zone. That's a great cheap pivot too. When you've already paid up for CD lamb, you know, you can go ahead and use Robinson as one of your lesser guys there. I like that. I like that play a lot. Um, I, I'm, it's funny because Robinson was like, he got on the field for the chiefs a lot because of his ability to block. Um, and I imagine that was also one of the things that attracted him to, you know, to the, the Rams to, uh, to attract him to the Rams. Um, and why he maybe got in over Atwell cause Atwell's so tiny. He can't help you with the blocking schemes that much. Then Robinson probably could. And then he just earned it. Um, yeah. And you could just see like the sideline reacting every time like Robinson made plays. I remember, uh, was it the Thursday night game against the saints, how the whole sideline was just, enthralled with how he was playing yeah and i'm shocked at the targets he's earned as you said maybe get get on the field to be a blocker and dealing with uh, competing for targets with cup and nakua but he's just become the, the clear third guy in a condensed tree and even atwell was playing well before so really surprised that robinson emerged at this stage of his career to be such an important part of literally arguably the best offense in the nfl when when healthy together yeah, uh, that's right. Um, so yeah, it just it's fun. So I, I assume you're taking uh, the Rams and over the Lions and staff picks and 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 to win probably as well. I mean, it feels like everyone's going to be on them, but um, yeah, I will be on Rams probably like fading Lions in these pools. And so I did take the three points. Yes, um, I, Laporta is it's I know it's kind of square to talk injuries, but I mean Laporta I think is is a bad loss for them. Yeah. And the Lions are super, super tough at home, but you got the Rams indoors. So I think it is a stretch to ask him to win by more than a field goal. I fully expect that game to come down right to the end. Yeah. Um well I, I'm the dunce that took the Lions. So we'll see. Um no, I'm fading the yeah. room again. Uh so we'll see uh how that goes. But I I, I feel like the Lions might I, I mean, their de- their pass defense is the concern, but I also feel like their edge has been gone the last two games. 
Like they knew they're in, they knew they had the division. They beat the Vikings. Okay. Let's just get through these next two weeks. Unfortunately, they didn't just get through these two weeks. They lost Laporta, Like you said, I can't believe golf was in the game with like two minutes left in the game. Like what? Are, I get the whole idea of completeness. You want to play a game, but take him out in the fourth quarter. Don't expose St. Brown who hurt his ribs in that game. Don't expose anybody. Just crazy. Yeah, that was a little strange. Um, you respect Campbell's uh, just willingness to try to win a football game, though. But uh, this is going to be such a fun one. Uh, highest over under of the week of the weekend. St. Brown in a week in a, uh, in a DFS weekend without uh, CMC. I think it's entirely possible to go St. Brown and Lamb and then you pay down for the Robinsons here. Um, and even at quarterback, maybe Stafford, because St. Brown averaging hundred more than 105 yards receiving at home this year. And he sees a big jump in target rate and yards per route run mm-hmm. when Sam Laporta has been off the field this year. Um, and he's averaged the fourth best yards per route run against zone, which the Rams use at one of the league's highest rate. So, I, yeah, I think St. Brown and Lamb are basically you've got to jam them in your DFS lineups this week. Yeah, you gotta, that means you got to find a cheap running back somehow um, or, you know, got to find a couple of things. You know, and we can talk about that. Who are some of the like, where are you willing to save money if you're playing, uh, you know, playoffs DFS? Yeah, running back is tricky. Uh, Devin Singledary is uh, affordable in, on most, and uh, he just getting the volume. And the Browns defense is different on the road, um, and people are probably all going to be picking the Browns. So I kind of like Singletary as a, a smaller one. But there are no like real, real punt options this week. There's no injuries or anything. Right. So that's, uh, you know, for uh, maybe Jeff Wilson, if Mostert, uh, he seems a little bit more iffy than we give credit for. So actually, Jeff Wilson. Keep your eye on that situation if that becomes okay. a little clearer. And that game's Saturday because, you know, A-chan's banged up too. And that's I think that's the only uh, route to winning for the, for the Dolphins in this weather is going to be running like they did in that first half against Buffalo. Weird how they kind of stopped in the second half. But I think they're going to be 100% concentrated on the ground. So, Jeff Wilson, if you really want to go deep here in a possible situation with the health of the other two backs. Now, let's talk more about that Chiefs-Dolphins game. Um, going to be bitterly cold. Uh, Tua's record in the cold weather is well documented. It's not very good at all. Um, in fact, I don't think he's won a cold weather game yet. So uh, at least I, I forget what the the demarcation point is, what temperature. But obviously, it's going to go well below that on Saturday night. Uh, you know, it, you know, the Dolphins don't have their top three pass rushers. Missing another linebacker. They're missing uh, Xavier Howard. They're a real mess right now. But can the Chiefs exploit that offensively? It's a good question. I think this is a bad spot for the Dolphins. And again, this is like Andy Reid effectively coming off a bye after they be- benched guys last week. Um, I, like I, I said, I love Pacheco. Um, I don't think I mentioned this, but he saw his biggest snap and route shares of the season in, in the last game he played um, and should be healthier now. So really think that he could be the center point of this offense with McKinnon on IR. Don't, don't underrate how that allows him to be involved in the passing game as well. And then there's um, then there's Travis Kelsey, who's historically... Not had great uh, numbers against Dick Fangio defenses, for whatever that's worth. And this game, not only one of the coldest games in NFL history, but supposedly some wind, too. So something to consider. And then Rashi Rice, I love in these pools because, I mean, the Chiefs have upside. They could possibly play four games. This is still Patrick Mahomes, maybe the greatest quarterback of all time, with his best defense and maybe best running game. I mean, running game hit and miss. Best defense of his career now, and it's still Patrick yeah. Mahomes. So I, I, they obviously have upside there's uh, the Ravens do look pretty tough right now, but I mean, they, they easily could, could come out of the conference and no one would be shocked there. Rice 
averaging nine more than nine targets per game the last five games of the year. He's Patrick Mahomes' number one favorite target. So he's absolutely a, a top five wide receiver type option in these playoff formats. Yeah. And if you're looking uh, to find an angle, I mean, we haven't even talked Patrick Mahomes for the NFFC postseason Hold'em contest or even where he goes in these snake drafts. I mean, he's at worst. I mean, at best, he's the number five quarterback. Sometimes, you know, if, depending on what you do with Hertz, uh, you're getting him at you. It's easy to build a Kansas City stack. You know, and we, how, have, how often have we have we ever said that when it talk, comes to the playoffs? Totally. At the end of the first round, you get Mahomes, Kelsey easily or, or the back or the receiver you prefer there. And speaking of the receiver, I have a question for you. Who are you taking Rice or are you taking um, uh, Tyreek Hill in, in, a, in a playoff format here? That's a great question. Hill got shut down in Germany there. Um, all it takes for is for Hills for one play, though. That's the thing. I think I'd still take Hill, uh, but with prejudice. Yeah, I think it's a tough one because obviously the Chiefs can play the three times the amount of games, but Miami wins that one, and then you're looking great. Um, Chiefs, for what it's worth, just completely, completely shut down receivers. By far the fewest schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed over the last yes. five weeks of the year. But Sneed's a little banged up, I believe. Um, but um, yeah, I, that's a tough, tough setup for the Dolphins. I, the, I, I wouldn't blame you for taking uh, Hill, but it's, it's, it's quite a, a debate, I think. Yeah, that's another benefit to them getting the bye week basically last week in week 18, not having to play anybody of note. Sneed got was able to heal up as well. Um, yeah, it, it, this was that was massive for the Chiefs to be able to just say, okay, you know, we're not going to get home field advantage, but at least at least we can lock in like all of our players and we're locked in our spot. We can't do anything else. So and, and they were I, I appreciated them that they were straight up there like, oh, we're not playing anybody. Chris Jones got his bonus and everyone was happy and it was a smart route for sure. Totally different than what the, the Lions did, but the Chiefs were locked in there. So I got to give the Cowboys at least had 4% chance of, of changing, but um, sorry, yeah. the Lions did. But um, anyway, I, I, I think it's uh, for multiple reasons, a nice setup for the, for the Chiefs, as, as you said, coming off the extra rest and then at home and you're talking about a Florida team who benefits from this sun on the other opponents going to one of the coldest games ever. That's just tough and so many injuries on Miami's defensive side, particularly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I went Chiefs and the mine. I laid the minus four on the Chiefs. Me too. That was that was my. I debated using them or the Rams as my favorite bet of the week. Yeah. Um. Let's let's talk about uh the the Cleveland uh Houston game here because everybody loves Cleveland right now. They're a trendy team, but everybody loves C.J. Stroud too. It's 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 an interesting dichotomy. Yeah. So on one hand, the Browns have been more vulnerable uh, on the road, their defense. On the other, there's some underlying stats that don't look great for Stroud. They're number two in pressure rate, and his uh, numbers go from 9.2 YPA clean, 6.0 YPA pressured. Of course, every quarterback's numbers are worse when pressured, but that's pretty dramatic. Uh, the Browns are also scheming the fourth most man coverage, second most cover one. Uh, Stroud's uh, numbers against man are far, far, far worse than against zone this year. For what it's worth, they're small samples. Stroud just had the best rookie season that I've ever seen from a quarterback. So, so good, um, especially especially at home. Um, I, I expect them to run the ball frustratingly too much on first and tens. I mean, even against the Colts when he was cooking them, he just constantly in second and longs. Um, uh, but, um, but yeah, this would be a fun one. Nico Collins dominates the, the targets. He's baller at home and with no tank Dell, um, that'll be an absolutely fun one. He, he would be, uh, you know, definitely a strong consideration, even in DFS, if you, if you didn't want to pay up for Tyreek Hill, a few lower there for Collins would be an interesting pivot. So, um, and then on the flip side, 
Flacco, I mean, comeback player of the year. Uh, Njoku, I love this week even more than Kelsey. Just fed. First, I think he leads all tight ends in first read, uh, target uh, target read, uh, target target rate inside the red zone among all tight ends uh since flacco took over uh cooper a little better at home typically but you're he's a fantastic start this week um game indoors you know not one of the games we don't have to worry about with weather here so this should yeah. be an interesting one i imagine the public's going to be on the browns and i feel like i kind of am too they just seem like the healthier team right now even the texans front seven is, is really banged up defensively i think all four of their defensive line members right now are playing through injuries so that will combat the offensive line injuries for Cleveland. This should be a fun one, actually. You know, you, you consider these, uh, this is the early one, right? Yep. Most people, most, yeah. Reserve spot, you know? Yeah. Typically, <laughs> typically backup quarterbacks here, the Shakey's Pizza game, no one wants to watch. This one actually could be fun. Uh, Stroud, man. Stroud's awesome. He is. He really is. I, I, I would love to have seen them in the playoffs with tank, a healthy Tank Dell, too, because that took away a lot from this team when they lost him, especially because Noah Brown and uh, Robert Woods are banged up. They, you know, they're they really digging deep to try to find other receivers. Yeah, midway through the year, I got them at 25 to 1 to win the conference, um, and I bet on them to win the, the division. So I was pumped that that one came through. But I, you know, I, I, it's a, uh, hopeless that the, the the conference title now with the with the injuries. But it's a dangerous team. I'm I'm sure everyone's going to be saying the same. But futures for Houston next year. I mean, they're absolutely going to be right there with the best teams in the league because that defense is legit. Stingley and Nelson are arguably the best cornerback duo too, and they have Anderson there and uh, well, good coaching. Uh, I don't, I slow it. I know they like the offensive coordinator, but they went a little more pass heavy with, with the legit Stroud. That team is going to be as dangerous as any next year. Absolutely. It's quickly, it's interesting how quickly the narrative changed on them too. We were using like Houston teams against Houston and survivor in in week one used right. The Ravens in the, in week one and survivor on a lot of cases there. And the way that Houston looked in the preseason, like, Oh, okay, this is, this is going to be a tough year for Ryan's, you know, not much in the cupboard and, uh, that that narrative changed pretty quickly. When did you get your bet in on uh, winning the division? I forget. It was a few months ago. Uh, I can't remember. Mid, around mid-season. Still enough to get 25 to 1. I know it definitely dropped afterward. But um, like I said, I know it's a, a long shot now with, with all those in, with all those injuries. But uh, their, their run defense, Houston, before getting annihilated the last week uh, by the Colts, they were the best in the league for like a seven-week stretch. So, I mean, yeah. there's pieces here um uh to to in place to to really be a, a good team for the for the foreseeable future but this could be a fun one because that said they have been vulnerable uh to opposing quarterbacks and we know Flacco is just throwing the ball more than any quarterback in the league and the Browns defense is not as good um, on the road so this one could have sneaky sneaky shootout potential if they allow Stroud to cook yeah I think so too yeah any interest in Jerome Ford as maybe a cheap DFS play uh, possible, possible, but the maybe with the injuries, why Houston got ran all over last week. But if you would ask me a week ago, I would have said absolutely not. Avoid this run defense uh, at all costs. But um, yeah, given the given the, his affordable cost and this week when I want to pay up for the wide receivers, he's not he's not the worst play. I know Hunt is banged up, and even Pierre Strong left last week hurt too. Yeah. So you may even see extra work from from Ford. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, I'm just trying to think of ways to get around that uh, dilemma. If you want to try to fit both Lamb and Saint Brown in, it's it's. Yeah. And you, it's pretty tough. And I guess you have to maybe, uh, I, I guess Collins, like you said, is a nice little pivot there from St. Brown, perhaps as a possibility there, but, uh, uh it, it, it's kind of tricky. Uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about Cowboys and Packers. Um, obviously your love for lamb and Dak is pretty, uh, has been made here in a little bit there. What about on the Packers side? Jordan love finished so strong. Is there a case to be made for maybe pairing him and Jaden Reed and seeing what they can do? Uh, 
I know the that the Cowboys pass defense, that pass rush is scary, but we've seen some teams pass against the Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. We have, and uh, theoretically they're going to be having to play catch up and throwing a lot in the second half. The Cowboys are projected to score the most points this weekend. The, the Packers offense is better with a healthy Aaron Jones. Uh, the, Shockingly, the Packers finished with the fourth best EPA per, pla- per pass this year. Jordan Love just was a revelation, man. He 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 jumped out so with a hot start, and then he slumped there in the middle, but finished so strong. Their future looks bright here. Um, the receivers are banged up seemingly every week, but someone else steps up. So just pay attention to who who's healthy there. And Jaden Reed looks like a future star and definitely worth our attention in these fantasy pools. Um, uh, Luke uh, Tucker Craft, I'll say, is the minimum in Yahoo DFS. Uh, yes, Luke Musgrave returned last week, but Craft still saw 90% of the snaps, uh, led Green Bay in routes run. Um, so yeah, I think he's a he's a punt DFS option in, in Yahoo there. But um, yeah, this is a, a a game where the Packers offense is playing well indoors and maybe pushed to pass a lot. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting, like seeing that Reed and Wicks have surpassed uh, R- Romeo Dobbs. Um, and obviously Watson hasn't played in weeks. So it's, it, you know, we were thinking, OK, these other guys will support Watson and Dobbs. And instead, it's been the other way around where these guys have kind of surpassed them. Even Bo Melton has been sneaky good the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I was going to say Melton's even good. Wicks, great drafting. Jeez, and Reed looks so, yeah. so good, even if the, the people studying his route running are just super impressed. So. Um, yep, Dobbs is going to be their fourth or fifth receiver next year because it's uh he has a lot of young, young guys seemingly better. Yeah, um, Aaron Jones, any interest in him this week? Yeah, he's another option at, for sure. He's getting a lot, big workload. Always the threat as a receiver. So even if they're playing from behind, AJ Dillon is playing through that broken thumb and banged up. So yeah, no one else there in the backfield. So Aaron Jones is a is a really interesting pivot. Even if they're playing from behind indoors, yeah, he's a he's an option. Cowboys side, uh, in addition to Lamb, if you're trying to build a stack, do you add Ferguson or you uh, do you add Cooks? Does any of those any of those guys interest you? Yeah, either one, either. Yes, Ferguson is all this red zone work among the leaders uh, in red zone targets, uh, all pass catchers. And then Cooks is just so much better at home and uh, really getting fed lately. Finished the year three straight touchdowns. Um, and Gallup is a complete afterthought. So those are absolutely options to get a, a piece of the Dallas uh, offense if you don't have Pollard or even if you have lamb, it's fine to go Dak lamb and cooks this week and, and bring back any, anyone from the, the lions. Yeah. Um, Green Bay has been vulnerable against the run. Is this a week where Pollard could actually be a plausible play? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, he's had just such a frustrating year. Um, like I said, two of 17 carries inside the five for touchdowns, but his role remains so strong. And even if he just, you know, gets you the 70 yards and falls into the end zone, I think. Uh, and there, there is upside for more. One of these weeks, maybe he will have that breakout and it'd be fitting, you know, after the fantasy season ends. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the guy, it, it, was, it wasn't a bad luck situation. I mean, he he lost explosiveness. Uh, he ran for fewer yards this year than he did the year before and 100, a million more carries. I mean, he had he had more, fewer receiving yards this season on 16 fewer catches. I mean, it was just... It, the, the increased workload obviously played an effect too from a guy who would benefit from coming in in good situations behind Zeke in the past. But for all those reasons, it was frustrating fantasy year. But for this weekend, he remains in a good role on the team with the highest projected team total this week, nearly 30 points. So yes, he's a good DFS option. Line in this game was seven and a half. Uh, which, which way did you go? 
I ended up laying the points here and didn't feel good about it. another one. I, I it was a stay away for me. I'd, I'd use it more in a, in a teaser here for the Cowboys. I could see the Packers hanging close, but at the same time, the Cowboys are such a different beast at home. I mean, they're, they just, they're, you should treat them as two different teams. And here they are at home. And just when everyone's kind of buying the Packers, I could, I could, I wouldn't be shocked if this is a you know twenty point win for the Cowboys. Yeah, this is one of those games where like they're begging you to take the hook and say take the Packers here, mm-hmm. and I did. Um, but I feel like my line was right at seven. I mean, I, I, I feel terrible yeah. about this pick either way. I, I agree. Huge agree. stay away. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Um, Jordan love totally locked in for the Packers next year. Obviously, uh, I think they, they'll just franchise them and then they can figure out the long-term deal, but they got to figure out, you know, th- th- that they got to get this long-term contract taken care of. At least this is a successful year for the Packers, even if they get blown in this playoff game, because they figured out that love is their guy. Yeah. Not to mention all these receivers. They're producing in the tight ends, but absolutely the most, the most important part of their season was Jordan loves development. And I went from mockingly saying, I'm beginning to think there's a downgrade from Aaron Rodgers last year, middle of the year. Remember it looked bad yep. for a while there, but now it looks great. The future looks bright. He can run a little for fantasy. He was among the leaders in end zone targets, I believe. So just money for fantasy and real life, the Packers, um, well done. It looked like a, a, a good strategy resting him and he, uh, it paid off for them. Yeah, it, to me, it's interesting because he looks so poor in some of the games midseason Broncos oh. game, the Saints game. Uh, there's a few others in there, too. And then to finish the way he did, it just, you know, it just shows that we can't quite rush to judgment sometimes. And these these younger players are inexperienced players. So, so Jeff, I made uh, the the Circa Survivor. I made it all the way to Thanksgiving uh, this year, and I had um, I had my Lions ready for seven and a half point favorites uh, oh, there. Wow. But um, so Jordan Love has my respect. Believe you me, uh, he knocked knocked me out of my Circa Survivor. Not many people were left then. Um, only no. four won, even though the well, you know you were you did it this year. Yeah, uh, forgot. yeah. Um, I made yeah. it to Bengals Houston, and it sucks to get knocked out by your own team. Uh, let me tell you that that was even, and I knew it was a kind of a trappy sort of game. Uh, and I still went with it cause I didn't like my other, other alternatives. Didn't want to take like the Steelers who barely pulled it out or the, uh, I think that was against the Packers or the bears against Carolina was another option. And I was saving, uh, the Cowboys for Thanksgiving and the Eagles for Christmas. I had them elsewhere. I remember that game vividly. That was the Tyler Boyd drop, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Should have won that one. Yeah. I had them that, yeah, that, that scarred me as well. They, that was a solid pick at the time that, yeah, that was, that was a fresh one. So I could have theoretically, and I did consider it. I could have switched to the Niners on Thanksgiving and that would have left me with the Ravens on Christmas. And I saved my Niners for them. Yes. And I, and all my other path one and all other survivors, uh, survivors, uh, as you see, I made it far in the road to wire one. So very frustrating. I could have switched that and, and I could have been the fifth person there if I'd switched Niners Thanksgiving and, and, and saved Ravens for Christmas because no one else had that, that, that yeah. thing. But easy to think in hindsight. I took my family there on Christmas, Christmas Day for my son's first game. That would have been uh, quite wild that I'd been rooting for the Ravens there. But my Brock Purdy 45 to 1 MVP ticket did go up in flames that very night. So oh, um, it yeah, was a yeah. Uh, yeah, tough one. But uh, yeah. I digress, Jeff. That's okay. It's okay. Um, I, I I love that circuit contest. Retracking the uh, the 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 scan. Well, not even scandal, but the story about the poker player. Better. Oh guy. yeah, Sean Perry is a, he's yeah. the goat, and then he went down. And the funny, I mean, easy to say this now, but I would have avoided that game like the plague. He had the the he he brags he's the best boat, uh, gambler in the world. Refuses a split, costing twelve other people uh, almost a million dollars a piece. And then he takes the the Broncos against the Patriots on that Sunday night. Man, I was all over the Patriots on that game, but that was a fitting in for him. 
Yeah, I think six out of the ten remaining at that point got knocked out on the Broncos too. So that was huge. So isn't it nice to see that even though they raise it to ninety three um, um nine hundred and thirty entries, but still only four one. Yeah. You know why that is? I figured out why that is. There's a it's really only uh two hundred and eighty uh people. It's so many multi it's so many people. It's because you can do up to ten entries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was only like two hundred and eighty people in that pool. So that's, that's are you serious? It was that yeah. little? Yep. Wow. Just shows how uh how poorly bankrolled I am that I, I, it's like, okay, I'll do this one entry. And it, it kind of was painful to do it. And then these other people are like, here's 10 grand. I no know. Problem. I know. I know so many multiple. Yeah. If, if I'm off, it's something close to that. It's, it was wild. It shocked me how, how many it was filled with the same people doing multiple entries. Yeah. And that probably a lot of those same people are also doing circa millions too. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Did I didn't, do I didn't that? do any of those, man. I I've done it with lists in the past. I know uh, I, I didn't have a great against spread year and rotowire. It's, it's mm -hmm. tough. It's fun. I love doing that, but I think it's, I'd rather waste my money on survivor, man. It's such a sweat. It's my, it's my favorite thing. Oh, I wear, dude, my, I have a whoop device. It measures your activity. It picks up during survivor games. Like I'm like, I'm doing incredible cardio and burning literally 5,000 calories one day on a Sunday. It's, it's, it's That's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's sad. No, no, but see, Survivor's amazing. I'll do it. I'll do Circa Survivor again next year for sure. Uh, nice. Yeah, I, I'm, I, for sure. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of Circa too. Just love their sports book. Love, love everything there. Harley in the background loves it too. He's like, give me an entry. But uh, anyhow, uh, that leaves us one game, Philly, Tampa Bay. Uh, we haven't talked about them yet. And it's a lot of negative energy around Philly. Some talk about Nick Sirianna, even maybe, you know, at risk of losing his job. Uh they still come in as a road favorite against Tampa. Baker's banged up, and Tampa hasn't looked great the last couple of weeks. What's your take on this game? Um, again, the Eagles, second-worst point differential among playoff teams, limping into the playoffs, but Mayfield also hurt a winnable game. The Eagles are favored in this game. They are you know, the NFC champs here, backs against the wall, well-coached, aggressive. Um Last time we saw Hertz, he had his finger, you know, coming off his hand in a in a weird place. Is AJ yep. Brown's MRI gonna return that he's not playing? Devonta Smith playing through this ankle injury, so they are incredibly banged up. Maybe Goddard sees extra targets this week. I mean, Julio Jones is gonna have to be involved. <laughs> and then, and then on the other side, Tampa Bay. I want your opinion on an NFFC. Do you use Evans against you know this Eagles secondary that's been getting annihilated, but Godwin's been involved? Or White against an Eagles run defense that's suddenly been more susceptible because I think White, Whiter, Whiter Evans is a is a is a debate there for me. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'd probably go White. Uh, they just lost Anthony Brown. The Eagles did too in their secondary, uh, which was already banged up to begin with. They're trying to get healthier, and now they lost another key component. I think that's the route to go. I was annoyed. I had a Prize Picks entry on Saquon, Bar like I would have won, but for Saquon Barkley not getting like sixty rush yards. It was like really. Um, again, and the Eagles actually, all the, all the things that went wrong for the Eagles, they, they did actually stop the run. I was like, yeah, on. that was a pass on that long one. Yeah. 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 No, they've had been better against the run, but that said, uh, Rashad white gets so involved in targets when he needs to. And yeah, I'm with that's you. That's true. right. That's where I have him penciled in as well. If for no other reason that wide receiver is more abundant and it's full PPR there, that's wide receivers far more abundant than running back. So, um, I'm with you on, on white there, uh, the Monday night game. What do you, what are your thoughts on the Monday night? Like it, hate it. I think it's unfair for the teams that are playing Monday night and then to turn around and have short rest the next week. Uh, but, you know, that's why as the Niner fans were rooting for the Lions, because not only the Rams dangerous, but the, the Bucks or Eagles have to play a Monday night and then and then come back. You know, that's just not fair. Yeah, uh, it's just it last year's game. The Dallas Tampa game was so good. 
Uh, it, was, it was very entertaining. Uh, and I'll be on air for that because uh, during my time slots, you know, during that time uh, then. So at least uh, we'll have plenty of live look-ins. It'll be nice to have that going on. Uh, but eh, I, I guess it, you know, that's what happens when you expand the playoffs. You need to ha- use all the slots. I mean, uh, the alternative is to have three Saturday games, I guess. Um, and I and they don't want to have that early slot on Saturday. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm fun with more football, more standalone games, and and prime time, all good. But yeah, it's certainly not the fairest. Uh, I, I assume that 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 would for sure mean the Niners would not play the Saturday game. That's uh, the, right. whoever their opponent would be for sure the Sunday. Yeah, that it's yeah that I think that's a given uh, for sure. I am gnashing my, the thing I'm gnashing my teeth over is the Peacock only streaming aspect on Saturday night, just because. Uh, I pay for enough platforms. I just, I, I think I have Peacock somewhere anywhere, but it's just like, come on, stop doing this. I didn't like it when it was Amazon on Thursday night either, but because, and the problems with streaming sometimes is you fall behind a little bit too. Uh, there's usually a little bit of lag time. So if you're on Twitter, you get spoiled on plays all the time. So it's like, ah, just, you know, this is old man shouting at cloud sort of stuff, but nonetheless, no, many people have complained about that. I hear you. I, I, I have, too many streaming services so i'll get it but yes that's a it's it's a, a frustrating thing and, and weird that they would do that you know a playoff game i think maybe they could do that on a thursday night or something but yeah they're yeah. they're probably going to get some some uh some 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 sub signups for that in a playoff game and then there are going to be you know our parents not not knowing how to find the game as well so yeah that's a tricky one i think and, and like my parents are in wichita kansas they're chiefs fans i don't know if wichita is covered under the local mm. exception will they get the game on nbc or are they you know there's 0.0 percent chance of them figuring it out even if they even are capable uh, like if they have that capacity like i don't even think they have a smart tv i don't know they might but there's zero chance of them figuring it out so i i feel for them um and so yeah i just that that part is tough but they are going to get a bunch of subs from people like Chiefs fans that live in Ca- like Texas or whatever, um, or Dolphins fans that live wherever. So they'll they'll get those signups, and that's that's all they want. So they're gonna it's a win for them, but it's, it's a definite loss for people that for others, I think for sure. Yeah, no, I I, I hear it. I hear you. It isn't isn't ideal, but um, man, how fun is this football weekend going to be? Is this uh, what's the what's the best football weekend of the year? The next one, probably the next next division round. I think so. Week one is high up there yeah, too. Yeah, week one. That's totally the fair, fresh yeah. powder aspect oh, of yeah. it there. No, that's the best. Because then you got fantasy and 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 all your survivor alive. Uh, that's fair. Week one is easily the best. But of the playoffs, uh, I like this one or the divisional round. You know, when there's still a ton, a ton of football over the whole weekend. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Conference championship weekend's pretty darn awesome too, though. Uh, if you make it that far, um, if you've got an iron in the fire conference championship weekend, man, it's just the anticipation. Anticipation's crazy. Um, just the last two years have been amazing as a Bengals fan. So I'm going to miss it hard this year, but uh, I got to say that, that, that has been pretty amazing. I predicted Bengals versus Niners before the season um, this year. And let me tell you that Bengals team that beat a Niners team that was coming off back-to-back losses in San Francisco was, you know, it, it played the best football among any, any game of any team this year. So a healthy Bengals with, uh, I, I like their, their staff. Yeah, you know you'll be you'll be fine. But I I, I I was less worried about losing T Higgins too next year. You know, I mean, I you guys are going to be totally fine with the. Uh, with I still want them to get Higgins. I want them to use the tag on them, um, and then and then sign Chase long term. Then we'll deal with that next year with Higgins. But I want one more uh, bite of that apple. Uh, but sure. I understand it. You got to make all the pieces fit. It's tricky. Yeah, either way they'll be fine though. That again, that team that oh man, that was just with Burrow slinging it on the field. I'm like, well, that's what that's the team I picked to win the Super Bowl, not this one. You know, right. with the with the crazy low A dot and YPA. But once he got healthier, and then it's weird to the 
then suddenly another injury propped up, but um, yeah. rough year for him and Chase, you know, injured all year too, and Higgins. So yeah, just a bad year, a, a punt year for your Bengals, but they'll be back with with force next year. Yeah, that was their definitely their peak that game. They 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 were just firing on all cylinders on that. And game. again, the Niners come out back to back losses. You're getting their A game, and they were right. at home. I mean, that was healthy Niners. I was just shocked that happened. But watching it, I'm like, oh, this isn't a, a fluke. This is the Bengals playing awesome. Awesome, yeah. especially on offense. Exactly. I'm still haunted by Dan Marino, though, when it comes to Joe Burrow. Make, you know, get that one Super Bowl and Super Bowl appearance. Never win one. I mean, I, I'm just like, please yeah. don't let that early happen. on. I know. Because you know, now he doesn't have the rookie contract. It's harder. You know, we lost two safeties this past year. What are we going to lose this year? DJ Reader, is he going to come back? Oh, we'll see about that. But uh, oh, I don't know. It's frustrating, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, I, I'm still confident. We still have Burrow. We'll still have Chase. We'll have we'll still have that coaching staff. So I'm excited about that. I'm not hearing any buzz about our coordinators getting plucked this year. So right, uh, uh, yeah. Well, well, hopefully, and I'll be drafting Chase Brown everywhere too. That guy looks fun next yeah, year. Exactly. Exactly. Should be a fun team. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, fine. Oh, let's let's close with the Super Bowl prediction before you before we let you go. So boring, but I got to go my Niners over Ravens in a rematch. Um, is this the year of the Harbaugh? Both Harbaugh's going to win. Uh, no, we need a revenge for the Niners who lost their last Super Bowl against the Ravens too. So home field and that bye week helps, um, but um, it's a wide open tournament, but we'll boringly go, uh, I don't know, 24-23 Niners over Ravens Super Bowl. All right, very good. Dalton, thank you so much for jumping on. Uh, well, you're not going to? Come on, Jeff. Okay. You gotta, yeah, I'm going to. You're not going to like this, though. I'm going to go Ravens. Um, I, I just think they're the class. As long as Lamar is healthy, um, I, I just think that their defense is so ridiculously good. I'm going to go Ravens with the same score over the Niners. Uh, okay, so, I like it. All right. Okay. Um, All right. Well, I can't can't argue there, man. They kicked our butts when we last last met. Yep. AFC North. You, know, you don't have to play them for a while now. Uh, so you got that going because three of the, the three three of the losses for the Niners to the AFC North. You know, <laughs> no, it was Bengals, Ravens, and the Browns. So. I know it's, I know that, that helped the tiebreaker situation. It didn't matter any, but yeah, the conference they, they were much better in. Yeah. But yep. um, yeah, well next year, let's do a rematch. Let's do a, an old school rematch. Niners Bengals Super Bowl let's, next year. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Indeed. All right. That's going to wrap up today's podcast. Thanks to Dalton Del Don from Yahoo for joining us. Uh, check out everything he has uh, on Twitter and uh, Yahoo at Dalton Del Don on Twitter. Um, and of course, uh, everything that Yahoo does, they're good friends of ours over there. Uh, thanks to Circa for their sponsorship. Thank you for listening. Take care.